0: Instead of, you know, you go to church and you tithe and you do all those things, but once you start relying on God, you start getting older, and there's things you have to rely on God, and you have to actually use your faith. It's not just something you have, but it's something you actually use in in your everyday life.
1: Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Mimi and Andy Gibson. Their individual faith journeys led them to one another, and they speak on how important it is in a relationship to love God first. Welcome to this episode of Behind My Journey. My name is Quinn Eaton, and I've got some guests that I am quite familiar with. Today on the Behind My Journey podcast, we have Andy Gibson and Mimi Gibson, which uh, is my sister and brother-in-law. So thank you guys for joining the podcast, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking with you guys now. I am in a weird spot because I have to talk about stuff that I probably already know, but it's the audience that we're talking to, so... You guys should be pretty comfortable just talking to me about all these different questions, but I just want to thank you guys for joining today's episode.
0: Well, Thanks for having us.
1: And before we get started, I thought that I would introduce uh, or just give a little bit of a synopsis of Mimi and Andy. Andy is the Assistant Director of Music and Production. Is that right, Andy?
0: Yes, that's that's correct.
1: That's what your email said. And then uh, Mimi is a middle school science teacher in Calvert City, Kentucky. So they are both very busy, um, but they both started attending the journey. Uh, what would you guys say? You you guys both graduated from Murray State, and you started attending the journey while you were there, right?
0: Yeah, that's, that's correct. Um, started attending there, finally settled on it after trying a bunch of different churches uh, in the area, and nothing really clicked for us until we went to the
1: journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, how was it, I mean going to school everyone is familiar with if you're if people are listening to the behind my journey podcast they have most likely been to a journey service so how was it you know you guys are both murray state graduates and i know that you're avid murray state racer basketball fans yep so how is it you know going to a racer basketball game on a saturday night and then coming right back on a sunday morning and uh, attending church in that same stadium
2: I I personally think it's awesome. Um, It's cool to have that area as such a big part of the community, but we're super excited to have a building um, for the journey and be able to use that space too. Mm
1: -hmm. The new building, which is supposed to be ready by Easter of this next year, Uh, fingers crossed, Andy's holding his thumbs up. So hopefully, all goes well there. We're very excited about moving into that new facility, but we're going to go ahead and get into the interview. Um, I kind of introduced Your jobs. Is there anything that you guys would like to add to those two titles? Uh, Because sometimes there's more to just the job title that a person holds. But if not, we can go ahead and jump into some of the questions that we've got for today's episode.
2: Let's go for the questions.
1: Okay. All right. So it sounds like it's a episode of Jeopardy or something like that. But (laughs) but we'll go ahead and roll right into it. So I've known you guys for a really long time. I really love your story. I've been a witness to you guys kind of growing up and. Uh, of course, getting married and all those things. I used to bother you guys yep. whenever you dated in high school and college, so I apologize for all of that. <laughs> but as far as whenever we're talking about faith, how was it, or, or I guess when was it when you placed your faith in Jesus? And of course, both of you guys might have separate answers here.
2: So, Andy, you take this first one. Okay.
0: Um, I got saved at a really young age. I was probably eight or so, and it was 2003, and I'm not great at math, so I guess I was around eight years old. Um, I had grown up in church, so I, I I knew what I was getting into. Like, I knew what I wanted, and I understood the concept of faith and putting your faith in God and giving your life to God, because um, there's a lot of people that don't understand that at that age, and they get saved, and then they get resaved later in life, but I feel like I had a really good grasp at it at the time.
2: Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I was saved, I think, at eight years old, which I know is really young, um, but... I knew that I loved Jesus, I wanted him in my heart, and then I didn't have any um, second guesses, didn't want to turn back, and there's definitely been moments in my life where I've not been as close to God and to Jesus, Um, I've definitely strayed away, but I feel like um, I have, like I've always been very confident that Jesus, um, I can walk with him and he's with me.
1: And you guys both are on a similar path as far as you got baptized at an early age, is was there ever Andy even mentioned it sometimes people get rebaptized later on? has there been like a uh, maybe a moment later on in your journey where you felt like okay, like I, I know I was baptized back then, but now at this age, I really feel like God is a part of my life. Is there anything like that for either of you guys?
2: I had I had some kind of rough times in high school like with health stuff and mental health and even in college um, but definitely in high school, after going through some health problems i felt um closer to god because at that point i was 16 17 and i had never really gone through something that difficult mm-hmm. um and just i had to rely on god more than i'd ever had to before and so um there's that moment whenever i was like okay this is why i'm baptized But i don't guess i've ever felt the need to get rebaptized. i've always felt like i've walked with with god but I've had moments where I've been you know definitely more self-focused and Jesus wasn't the main part of my life but I'm um, going through some kind of serious health and mental health challenges um, in you know in college in high school um, I've definitely felt like um, I was closer to God if and that so, makes sense yeah
1: so maybe there's some strengthening moments or some yes. affirmation in yes. moments of your life later on so that's that's really interesting Andy any sort of thing like that for you um, sort of
0: sort of along the same lines any any time that you know, I didn't feel like my relationship with God was as strong as it should be or as strong as it was previously. You know, I, I never doubted that that I was saved. You know, once you're saved, you're saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of reflect on the times when you're not as close. And you use that as a growing moment, a time to get even closer than you were before.
1: There are a lot of growing moments whenever it comes to uh, finding your your comfort as far as uh, your faith with Jesus. And, and so I think that you guys both, uh, that is my laptop. That made a sound. I I think that you guys both uh, have been in similar steps, and maybe that's why your journeys came together at, at one point. Um, what was your life like before the transformation? You guys uh, kind of touched on that a little bit, but can you describe a little bit in more depth about how uh, life was like before you got baptized? And I know, like we like we've mentioned, you were baptized at an early age, but maybe those moments in between, where uh, after you had that strengthening or affirmation, uh, you really felt changed.
2: Um. So from like 8 probably till I think probably freshman, sophomore year, high school, um things were not easy, I mean, but they were, I mean, like simple. And then going through some, you know, more challenging things, I had to rely on God. So before, um, I treated God as though He was something I would – I'd go to church on Sundays. I would, you know, go through that routine. I would pray at night, um, but that's pretty much it. And then after those moments, I – um, learned I really had to rely on God I had to trust him talk to him all the time um, I couldn't just talk like I couldn't just it couldn't be a convenience for me I needed mm-hmm. to have a like active and open relationship with him and so that was the big probably change for me like going from okay on Sunday I go to church and you know pray pray every night and then I went to like oh I talk to him all the time now Um uh, read, read my Bible to try to get to know God better. Um, and before that, I didn't have that curiosity. And now, now I do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, And for me, it's just, you know, when you're a kid, there's not a, usually you don't have a lot of big struggles in life. I mean, as an eight-year-old, you you think you do, but
1: maybe like what cereal you're going to eat that day. Uh, That's the big decisions whenever you're a young kid,
0: you know, you you want a team to win. It's usually something silly like that. But as you grow up, Um, or as I grew up personally I I found myself just having conversations in a way with God like that was that was my my big growth is kind of similar to Mimi of instead of you know you go to church and you tithe and you do all those things but once you start relying on God you start getting older and there's things you have to rely on God you have to actually use your faith it's not just something you have but it's something you actually use in in your everyday life
1: that's really good yeah and Uh, just just kind of hearing you guys speak on uh, these things like as you're growing up like there is definitely a change in faith and and I guess how you I won't put words in other people's mouths but how you view religion as you grow older Mm -hmm. you kind of mature with the idea and uh, it sounds like you guys both had like a little bit of a period where you 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 were going to church you were probably plugged into uh, you know Sunday schools or or small groups and things like that but was there ever a, a situation where you didn't go to god initially you tried to handle things yourself was there ever any sort of frustration trying to do something on your own and then you finally just said all right god i need your help i can't do this by myself
2: oh yeah i am kind of known as a control freak a little bit i definitely have ocd i'm not it's a little bit i have ocd and so um, my main instinct really in a situation is try to handle it myself but um, with some kind of scarier health things I went through recently and then um, in high school and then just having, you know, anxiety, um, I've learned very quickly in multiple scenarios, like I can't do anything about it. But and why would I want to whenever um, God's there to help me through it, to handle the situation? But I just have to ask for help.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And for me, the, the point in my life where, where that situation was evident, where I just wanted to handle things myself. You know, I I can do this on my own. I don't need any help. You know, being young, especially uh, was after I graduated college and I'm trying to find a career, which I had some pretty lofty uh, career ambitions Mm -hmm. (laughs) at first. There, and it it took a couple years for me to, you know, just give it to God. Mm -hmm. And it was actually when we were engaged to be married. Actually, we were going to be married. We had set a date. Yeah. And I had no job. I had no. I guess I'm a pretty lucky guy because she stuck (laughs) with me. But I had I had nothing. No job. And at that point, I, I just gave it to God. Like, if this, if this is something I feel like I'm called to do, but if it's meant to be, you know, let it happen. And if not, I understand. Like, it's part of your plan. But it worked out, Just I feel like, because I just completely put my trust in Him.
1: And it sounds really simple, but that's yes. definitely a labored process to finally just say, okay, I'm not in control. God's in control. And that's really cool. That it seems like both of you guys uh, were able to figure that out. At a, at a pretty young age, and because I know there are a lot of people that still struggle with that, was there any sort of like you guys were able to lean on each other? You guys have been together for quite some time. Um, you know, you dated
0: that's an understatement,
1: <laughs> dated what seven years and then got married. Is that right? Eight, eight, eight years, eight yes. Years. Eight. So, was there ever any uh, circumstance where you guys were able to lean on each other? Like, did I, I'm guessing that you guys are both very uh, religious individuals, so was there ever a point where you guys, you know, Maybe bounce certain ideas or thoughts off of each other, and that helps strengthen your faith as a whole.
0: We have pretty regular, I would say, discussions about just our opinions on not only religion but but God and faith, and you know how we feel. if we read something that we find interesting, like a passage in the Bible that we don't understand? We'll we'll kind of bounce it off of each mm-hmm. other, and uh, you know we pray together whenever whenever we feel like one of us can't handle something on our own yeah. we'll, we'll get together and and, and pray together and uh, we read through the read through the bible at one point together yeah.
2: we um we do try to have pretty common conversations about like what god's doing in our lives like what we should like do better about giving to God um as far as big decisions and then um and it's worked out every time we have we've trusted God he's come through for right. us so we definitely talk about faith all the time and That's, you know, something that I think while we have such a strong relationship is we've always been like that. One of the first things in college is before we found the journey, we like wanted to find churches and stuff together. So it's probably kind of weird for college kids to do, but we were um, wanting to grow in faith. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know.
0: And I think that helps us. um, It helps us keep each other accountable. Yeah, because if one of us was getting distant in our faith or slipping a little bit, it would be pretty obvious to the other one.
2: For sure.
1: So, uh, and you guys are, have been married for? uh, It'll
2: be three years. Already? Already this June. Yeah.
1: So not exactly veterans in the marriage uh, department, but you would, you would go ahead and say that having open conversations about faith and, and, you know, even asking each other questions has really helped kind of stabilize that relationship.
2: Yeah. We, one of our main goals whenever we got married is we, we put God first. Um, we love God the most and love each other second. So I think yeah. that is something mm-hmm. that's very key to our relationship. Yeah, We made
0: sure to establish that. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's really important. And you guys said that you were kind of looking around for churches whenever you were in college, which uh, I talked to another college student uh, on the podcast, and that's something that a lot of college students don't do whenever they go off no. <laughs> to college. They're like, eh, you know, I went with mom and dad, but I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm talking, it's, it's weird, like, Mimi and Andy, I know them very well. Yeah. Like I know that Mimi and myself went to a church with my parents and we were always like 10 minutes late walking yeah. in. My, my parents wouldn't <laughs> oh, appreciate my saying that. But um, <laughs> whenever you had the freedom to kind of find your own church and then you guys kind of step foot in the journey and you guys are actually both involved because mm-hmm. Mimi helps with the, with the child's or the children's ministry. And then of course, Andy has, has a job within the music department. So how is that like finding the journey? Did that kind of feel like that was like, Maybe a, a starting point as far as, okay, we found our church. we really like it here, and then maybe your faith just kind of bounced right off of that and maybe even got stronger
2: i'm gonna I'm gonna go first on this one. We're kind of I can't tell I think he wants to go first, but um <laughs> I had never seen a church like the journey, so at first I was like, whoa, like what is this? This is crazy? We used to go to the Cur Center um and
0: way back in the day, yeah, mm-hmm. and
2: Andy started playing drums, I think, right drums yeah and so i would go to watch him and um i was just kind of like whoa like this is like a really cool place to be um i immediately felt welcomed um i loved that i saw lots of different types of people there um i also i loved, you know shout out to the worship band they're awesome Mm -hmm. um and then matt's messages um are very clear and i can apply them to life um and i really appreciate that he's kind of like a college professor, like you can just enjoy listening to his lectures and then apply them to life. So like for me, that was like a perfect combination. And then, um, so my faith grew there because I felt super comfortable at the church. I felt comfortable to ask questions, to talk to people. Um, and then I feel like Andy kind of pushed me to start volunteering because I was one of those people who thought I don't have time to do that. I don't have any extra time in my schedule, like going to grad school, um, teaching, coaching, I just had a lot going on and so i was like i can't fit anything else in there um but that was definitely a mistake that i had made and i wish i would have volunteered sooner because um i absolutely love working with the 252 program i've had some girls from second grade and now they're in fifth grade and the relationships that i form with them are awesome Um, i've learned i've learned a lot from the um, ministry program at 252 because i don't have all the answers and Um, i've learned a lot and had great conversations with them and they make me laugh every week so um, i love it and um, i hope to continue volunteering for a long time with 252.
1: yeah and whenever we actually had kenzie lawson on the podcast and she said the same thing she Mm -hmm. said that she learned a lot from the children's ministry it's
2: it's it's like a real cute little ministry program it's awesome and And it's it's funny
1: and it's just a really good environment i know is that it's a very friendly and fun environment for people to learn and so that's actually really cool. And, Andy, you were jumping at the bit to answer the question. Yeah. Did you have something but to I'm say I'm nice and I'll let her go first. <laughs>
0: um, I was going to say, whenever whenever we went to the journey for the first time, you could tell when you when you walked through the door or through the doors of the Curtis Center, mm-hmm. it wasn't like other churches that we had been to or that I had been to in my entire life. Um, when you could tell people cared about you, you've never met them, they've never seen you before, but they cared about you. And then Matt has a sim- uh, sim- similar... The hard word to say it today has a similar uh, temperament to me. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed listening to him speak. Um, his sermons were very practical mm-hmm. to everyday life, which I really enjoyed because I'm a pretty uh, simplify everything, straight shooter kind of guy. So it really um, resonated with me. And um, it was also the kind of church when you went back the next week and then you couldn't make it for a week. And then you were there the week after that. People weren't asking you, well, where, where were where you last you, where week? Where were you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So there, yeah. there was nothing like that. And then Getting to serve on the on the team playing music was a big part of, of really, really connecting with the church at that mm-hmm. point instead of just attending, like actually taking the step. Okay, this is something I really believe in. I want to be a part of it. So joining the team and being around people that genuinely really, really care about you and have your back, that was, that was such a big support system to have through college.
1: Yeah, and you guys find the church, and then not only do you attend it, but you start to plug in in different areas. Mm-hmm. Mimi's volunteer story is a lot better than mine. <laughs> I put it on my resume that I was a volunteer and I had not yet talked to them about it. So I, like, I said, I better go ahead and start volunteering at the journey. But okay. um, here you are. And here I am. No, and here I am. So you guys find the church and then you you feel like you've really found a place where you can strengthen and, and build a strong foundation for uh, your faith individually, but then also as a couple. And if that's correct. I don't want to put word, yeah. words. Yeah, no, there.
2: that's correct. That's okay.
1: So what was that transformation like? Like did anything change after that? Did you guys see like, okay, our lives changed, our faith changed as soon as we found the journey and, and maybe any anything substantial there?
2: You can go first on That's this a line. tough question. Yeah, this one's hard. You can go first.
1: Okay.
0: I see how it is. Um, <laughs> our lives really changed as a couple in our in our in our faith journey that's Combined and intertwined. At this point, um, when we started trying to find a small group that worked for us, and we're part of a really awesome small group. Shout out to those guys. Uh, we were the first online small group. Wow. This was pre-pandemic. pre-pandemic. This was not right. out of necessity. This was uh, people that were from different locations that couldn't physically meet. Out of the curve. Basis. Yeah. We yeah. were part of
2: an awesome in-person small group too. So shout out to them. So <laughs> don't, don't want to leave any any out. But
0: but um, we were able to do that and grow and. I think, at least for me, but uh, I'm pretty sure we both feel the same way. Our thought process towards giving, and not just giving financially, but with our time, Mm -hmm. like our entire approach has changed. Yeah. Um, I would say, I'm I'm a completely different person on the the generosity side than I was, you know, five years ago, three years ago, even. Mm -hmm. Um, It just grows and grows and grows, and you value those things for your own personal gain a whole lot less when you see what you're contributing. It's something that you believe in and you love, and ultimately ultimately, it's helping people uh, connect with God, and that's the big picture thing. Right.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that we were both before, um, not not necessarily greedy with money, but greedy with our time, if that makes sense. Like, we liked we were to... We are very guarded with our yes, time. Yes, very guarded with our time. But, um, so, that kind of, that was my challenge, definitely with volunteering and um, just other things, but being part of a small group volunteering, like, you get so much more out of it um, than really you put in. So... Um, it's definitely worth the trade off, and like, and and I love the moments I've spent with the kids in the small group, and it's also it's so nice to be connected with people who you know um, are on a similar faith journey. So you can be open and vulnerable with them, and you can trust them, and um, they just they have your back, and you know they're they're it's a very strong friendship. Um, with complete strangers that I would have never guessed. I'm a little antisocial, so I was nervous about it at first. Yeah. But uh, and I would have
0: never thought you would open up to them yeah. as quickly as you have.
2: Yeah, but they're just they're awesome people, and um, it's great that the journey provides those opportunities mm-hmm. to build those friendships.
1: And you guys, you guys give a lot of credit to your faith strengthening uh, through those small groups. Are there any other people within your lives that you would kind of credit and say okay these these people really influenced my faith journey besides those small groups that you've just kind of more recently found
2: yeah um i of course mom and dad shout out to them so they don't yeah mom and dad were the ones that really you know got us interested in religion and all that um grandparents for sure i've had good conversations with my grand granddad and my grandma um and then i had a i had a college roommate um her name's christina and she really showed me um how to like live like live with with jesus on a day-to-day basis instead of just having it on a on a sunday which is what i was used to so Mm -hmm. um and just showing that you can show jesus's um love for others like through like as a light through you just being kind nice generous um so she was someone who's definitely i just had great conversations with her in college whenever I wasn't really sure what was going on, and um, so that's someone who definitely dealt, helped shape um, my faith. Mm-hmm. Andy?
0: Um, for me, obviously my parents were a big factor in my faith growing up. They always taught me the importance of, of having and maintaining a relationship with God. Just Like I said earlier, when you're really young, you can grasp the concept, but it's not it doesn't really click until you have situations where you have to use mm-hmm. your faith. But, They helped grow that. Uh, My grandfather, all my grandparents helped in that aspect, but uh, my grandfather was a pastor. Um, He's actually the one that baptized me. And then later in life, uh, I say later in life, I'm not that old.
2: (laughs) 26.
0: uh, Hey, (laughs) later in life, uh, when I started going to the journey, obviously everybody at the journey that's on staff, uh, the band members at the time, just like I said, once you realize that those people are for you, Mm
1: -hmm. that's
0: when it kind of really starts to make sense.
1: Yeah, a really catchy, I guess, slogan. Yeah. I don't know what they Plug refer to that as. But, you know, the for Callaway or just for your neighbor, all, all of the four movements that the journey has, has done. I really like that that message as well. And so yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a really cool story for you guys. Uh, what would you say to those people that are possibly listening, uh, both individually and then also maybe it's a, it's a young married couple? What would you tell them about maybe taking – certain actions maybe plugging into the church or getting involved in small groups what, what would you say to those people that are listening
2: um, I would say that if you're like me and you're some I like to observe situations before I jump in so definitely um, like attend the journey um, you know definitely uh, get involved with the message um, say hi to the people who are greeting um, Quinn's one of them so you can say hi to the people who are mm-hmm. greeting you and um, the best thing I did was join a volunteer team um, because I made instant connections with people, and so I'd see them at church and um, the next week, and I'd immediately feel welcomed. Even if you feel like you don't have the time, I promise you, it's so rewarding, so much fun, um, and like you don't have to prep or anything. You just go and hang out and love on the kids and listen to what they have to say and you dance with them and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so it's it's a it's a i'm not a good dancer but you don't have to be a good dancer well, the kids do don't judge i'm sure no they don't so um but anyway it's just um it's just awesome to just to get involved don't don't be like me and like sit back too long like make sure you jump in it it's scary i know but um jump in and uh you'll see big changes happening
1: and now andy uh i know that you can play every instrument underneath the sun so there might be people that are musically talented, but I know that you got involved with the church at you know in the music aspect of things. But you can speak on that. But then also just being involved in the church, how does how does that how can you speak on that?
0: Um, I would say if you if you jump in and if something maybe you maybe you're a greeter on guest services and you think, well, I want to serve, but this isn't for me. There are so many areas for you to serve that just because the first thing doesn't work out. That's fine. There, there are so many places to get plugged in. And it's one of those things where if you hesitate, you there's the potential for regret there. If you mm-hmm. don't do something, there's the potential for regret and FOMO and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But if you jump in, you're not going to regret it. You're, you're either going to find out that it wasn't for you, which is not going to happen, or you're gonna you're gonna gain something from it. You're gonna love it. It's an experience. You're never gonna regret an experience,
1: so especially don't, this one. Don't dip your toes. Just dive right yeah, in. is what both of you guys right are saying. In, yes. And and just to clear up for anyone that's not familiar with the with the phrase or term FOMO. That's fear of missing <laughs> out. I know there might be. <laughs>
2: that's like an old term. I feel like that's not even a thing anymore, is it? I don't know.
1: I think it's a newer term, and that's why you know <laughs> just specifically thinking of I don't know. knowing that my or our mom and dad are listening. They probably yeah don't know they what would that not mean, know what that So means. I just wanted to clear that up. Uh, but it's been really great sitting down with you guys and talking about uh, your journey. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you guys did and and for being so open about uh, all the questions that, that I brought to the table. So thank you guys so much for joining the Behind My Journey podcast. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, thanks. Brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. thanks, brother. Oh,
1: gosh, okay. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.